Highlight cuts courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Some basketball highlights. And let me tell you, when you go looking for highlights of Jonathan Motley, doesn't take long to find plenty of those. There were plenty during his time here at Baylor. And Jonathan Motley uh, joins us now, named the uh, Baylor Men's Basketball Player of the Decade. And, uh, Jonathan, good morning to you. Appreciate you joining us. How are you? Uh, good morning, Jamo. Uh, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. It's great to hear your voice, man. And uh, these are kind of strange times, aren't they? Uh, where are you now, and, and how are you feeling your time these days? Uh, well, right now I'm in Dallas, uh, just kind of working out and just trying to wait until the season gets started back up. I got you. A lot of us are in that holding pattern, just waiting to get things going. Can't wait for you guys to get uh, get playing again. Uh, we, let, let's talk about uh, the honor for you, being named the player of the decade. And I'm telling you, I've said on the air here, this uh, all this, this project of these all-decade teams is fun to do, but the men's basketball teams were the toughest ones to come up with. Uh, you know, there were some really tough decisions because you played with a lot of good players. There were some really good to great teams uh, the last decade. Uh, so to be named the player of the decade, uh, Mott, that's a real honor for you. Oh, yeah, it's definitely an honor. Uh, I'm definitely blessed. And, uh to receive an honor like that, and uh, definitely appreciative for my times at Baylor and all the hard work I put in and all the coaches just leaving me, so it was definitely, a, definitely an honor and uh, definitely blessed to have it, for sure. You definitely put in the work. Uh, can you let our listeners know uh, what what you were like as a person, as a player when you got here compared to, you know, the, the type person you were when you left Baylor? Uh, it was a real transformation, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely came in as a little skinny kid, 200 pounds. <laughs> uh, just kind of hit the weight room hard and uh, – Gained about 30 pounds of muscle, and uh, I think that helped me, you know, get to where I am today. Yeah. That's Charlie Melton in the uh, strength room, isn't it, in the uh, weight room? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Coach Charlie's one of the best, for sure. Uh, He's going to get you exactly where you uh, need to be. He's going to put you in the position to succeed. All you got to do is go out there and uh, take your opportunity and run with it. What about uh, what about some of the guys you played with during your time here? I know you guys stay close and do a great job of staying close, but some of your teammates, uh, boy, that that was that's fun to think about those teams that you were a part of and the guys that you really bonded with during your time at Baylor. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, man, I owe a lot of my success to those guys, uh, like Isaiah Austin, Ford Jefferson, uh, Rico Gathers, and Torian Prince, Royce O'Neal. Kenny Cherry and those guys, uh, there's just a lot of guys who just helped me and uh, pushed me to be where I am. You know, playing against such great talent every day, I had no choice but to get better. So uh, when it was my time to show what I could do, you know what I'm saying, it was just kind of easy because uh, I had been prepared for it. So, What was that like when you're banging in practice with uh, with Rico every day? Oh, man, it was definitely a grind, you know, coming in. At 200 pounds, so it was just uh, one of those things you had to kind of get used to over time because, you know, uh, Rico Gather is a monster. He led the country and beat rebounds in two or three years. So uh, that's not like a small feat. 
And then you got guys like Corey Jefferson, who's a hot slide, flying above the rim, and I got to guard him in practice. Then I got Torian Prince, who's running around, shooting threes, running the court, you know, catching lives. I have to guard him. And then you got Zell Austin, who's handling the ball, bringing it up, shooting threes, picking and popping, but he's seven foot. So it's, it's just a lot of things I had uh, at my disposal, you know, to help me get to where I am today. Sure, absolutely. And playing with those guys and against those guys in practice yeah, exactly. made you better. Uh, Jonathan Motley is with us, former Baylor standout, named the uh, Baylor basketball player of the decade. J-Mo uh, mentioned earlier about how you guys bonded and how you guys are still a tight tight group off the court, but how were you guys able to bond so well and gel so well on the court and be able to get the most out of each other's talents? Uh. I- I think we just understood, everybody just understood their roles, uh, and everybody kind of trusted me to go out and perform. And, uh, you know, off the court, we just hung out together all the time. I think that makes a good team, you know, that camaraderie off the court, you know, you build just an extra level of trust. So I think we had like a uh, a higher level of trust than uh, a lot of other teams did. Um, just because, you know, just hanging out together, you know, playing video games all day, you know, just being able to go to the grocery store together, you know, just this is a whole bunch of things that uh, help the team. And I think that off-the-court camaraderie can boost the team uh, like no other. So I think that 16, 17 year, we just had a, a camaraderie that, you know, that was unmatched. And then we had a great leader in Ishmael Wainwright, you know, he was, He's a great leader, kept everyone in line, uh, you know, and he took uh, a big challenge on the defensive end. He always wanted to go out there and be the best defender and the best talker. So when you have a guy like that, uh, you know, I don't really have to worry about, you know, trying to talk and lead. I can just go out there and play, and it was just, you know, kind of helping us uh, throughout the game, just keeping us talking, keeping us vocal. And then just making sure we trust each other on the defensive end. Well, that year you mentioned 16-17 season, uh, you averaged almost a double-double, 17 points a game, 9.9 rebounds a game, 52% from the floor. And that was the year you guys got off to such a great start, won the uh, tournament in the Bahamas, a 15-0 and start, got to number one in the country. What uh, what was that like when you guys were on that roll starting out 15-0? and Man, that was super fun, man. It was <laughs> those memories come by like almost like it was yesterday. Uh, yeah. I'd never forget them. Uh, but it was just an awesome feeling, you know, just being able to be the first, uh, you know, team to have a number one ranking. You know, they'll never ever be a first again. You know, so you never can take that away from that team. So I think uh, that's just something I just you know like being a part of. You know, just being being able to do something that no one has ever done before. You know, so I think. We can hold our hats on that, and, you know, that's something we'll, we'll be able to, you know, take with us forever, you know. Did you see any similarities in the team that played this past year and obviously didn't get to finish because of the pandemic that hit us? Did you see some similarities with that team compared to that 16-17 team? Uh, yeah, man, it looked like they were all just glued together. It, it looked like those guys all just kind of knew each other's roles. You know, Freddie was just playing hard, rebounding, Blocking shots, you know, just finishing. Then you got Jared Butler, who's scoring. 
Make sure your teeth scoring. Then you got Mark Vidal, you know, Davion Mitchell. They both could have been player, defensive players of the year, you know. So I think it's just, uh, it's just a glue they had. And uh, I definitely see that same thing. I've, I've seen videos of Davion and Jared Butler in the gym getting up shots together. So, you know, that's the same thing. Me and Al Freeman lived in the gym together. We was in there every every night, 12 midnight, in there every, every pretty much every night just working. So I can definitely see the same similar, similarities, you know. That's a real plus. Uh, I'm not sure all of our listeners realize you guys had access to that practice floor really any time you wanted it, any time of the day or the night, whenever it would work. Uh, that's a real plus, isn't it, to have that at your disposal any time you can get in the gym? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think when you have those type of tools at your disposal, you have no choice but to get better, you know. And uh, all you have to do is take advantage of it. And I think this team this past year, it, they were taking advantage of it. I would always see videos of them guys in there shooting constantly, constantly three. You know, the team looked a little different. I think that team, this team was more uh, guard-dominated. You know, our team probably had, you know, was more big-dominated. But, uh, you know, it's just the same thing, though. They just work. So, and I think that's what we did, too. You just got to embrace the grind, use everything to your disposal to get better. And I think that team did that, and that's what showed on the court. So that's all it is. I think just working and being able to show what you worked on when you get your opportunity. Jonathan Motley with us. Carl uh, Malone Power Forward of the Year Award winner that season, the 16-17 season. Still the only uh, individual national uh, award that any Baylor player has ever won. Uh, Mike, you think about all the players in college basketball, and you won that Power Forward uh, of the Year Award. Uh, man, that that was a great, great honor. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh like I said, man, I just being able to love to say that I can do, I did something that no one else has ever done, and and I was the first to do. You know, there will never ever be a first again. So I was like, that's just a blessing. Uh, it just shows like all my hard work is just kind of paying off, and uh, uh, I'm just it's just a great honor for sure. Uh, definitely like being able to say no one's done it before. So that's that's definitely off a, a plus as well. J-Mod, I got to ask you, were you locked in on the on the last dance like I was locked in on the last dance? And if you were, what were your thoughts on it? Oh, yeah, it was uh, it was a great, great documentary. Uh, I think his 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 uh, determination was unmatched. His his grind, the way he held everybody accountable. Uh, it's hard to say that uh, he's not the GOAT after watching it. Uh, just just the way he worked and um, how he just held everyone accountable. And how he didn't give anybody else a chance to win championships. He was just winning championships <laughs> back to back. It was his era, you know. He, he controlled it. And uh, I think that's just something you can't take away from him, you know, being able to just literally dominate his era. You know, you did not. You were not winning the championship if Jordan was playing. So I think that was that's just some kind of crazy to fathom that how how much he worked. And then when they put it all in a documentary so everybody can see, now you can see like, oh, okay, this guy really, really dominated there. Nothing else you can really say about it. 
Jonathan, you're with the uh, Clippers now and third year with the Clippers organization. Uh, What was it like back in March when things uh, just not ground to a halt but screeched to a halt? All of a sudden you guys are playing and then, you know, there's Rudy Gobert and then there's no games and then everything is is suspended. Uh, Where were you when that happened and what was that like to go through? Yeah, actually, it was kind of crazy because uh, during that time, I was playing some really, really, really good basketball. Uh, they had sent me down to the G League uh, to play, and I think I was – I had like five or six 30-point games in a row, uh, and it was just like – so I was like playing really well, you know, getting the feel, so it was it was good. And then I think we played the South Bay Lakers. I probably had almost 30 in that game. And then the next day we were supposed to play them in in L.A. And then that's when they start calling us like, yo, the game is, is canceled for right now. And then another day passed and then and the season canceled. So it was just kind of crazy because, you know, especially since I was playing such a good basketball at the time. So it was kind of a bad feeling to me personally. Uh, having to stop, like, so abruptly. But, uh, I mean, it's all about being safe and uh, being healthy. And uh, I think the quarantine has kind of helped a little bit. And, uh, you know, it's all about staying safe. So whatever we can do to stay safe and uh, healthy, I uh, can't really, you know, have a problem with that. Sure, absolutely. Have they given you any kind of idea or expectations of, hey, this is kind of the the plan or the approach we're taking to try to get you guys back to the facilities? Uh, yeah, I think they opened in the facilities today. Uh, officially, and I think they're doing testing and stuff like that uh, to make sure everyone stays safe, you know, limiting the number of guys who can come in and uh, things like that. So I think they're doing a good job, you know, just trying to keep everybody safe and um, trying to, you know, get guys, you know, back in season mode. Uh, They haven't canceled it yet, but they also haven't said, yeah, we're for sure playing. So it's kind of one of those things that's still kind of up in the air right now. You excited to get back out there, get back with your teammates and get playing again? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. uh, Definitely. can't wait to play because you know that's what I, that's what I do, do play basketball and uh <laughs> and uh so I can't wait to get back especially I was playing so well so I can't wait to get back and just try to continue what I was doing so well, it's fun to watch you play. It's fun to catch up with you. Congratulations again being named the Baylor uh, Basketball Player of the Decade and uh, great to visit with you. Be safe out there, and we'll talk to you down the road. Oh, yeah, thank you, Jamo. It was good uh, hearing your voice. Yeah, man, thanks very much. You You too. Thank you. Stay safe as well. Great. You too. Thank you very much.